Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business. Oh, yeah. You need to be completely insured these days just in case. You don't think much about your insurance until you need it. Well, that's what Purdy's insurance is for. Purdy Insurance will make sure that they'll take care of all that for you. That way, when you do need it, you have it, and you're properly insured. It's all at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Fabulous new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory. Great deals to be had as well. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Kansas, big defensive stop late against Baylor. And how about that? McCormick, if this is the end of his Allen Fieldhouse career, what a what a way to end it. A big night for the Jayhawks. Baylor loses for the first time all season. That means there is only one unbeaten team in college basketball. And that's in Spokane, Washington, Gonzaga. Dan Schulman, Jay Billis on ESPN. A slice fixer you never leave home without. I'm going to have to read that one. (laughs) Check out a couple of articles there. All right. Great to have you with us on the show today. And uh, the uh, we were talking earlier about players opting out. Now, look, if you're opting out for COVID reasons, uh, absolutely. I completely get it. All right. That's, That's not even a. That's not even a topic to, to even get into, for goodness sakes. That's that's an obvious. Uh, that is an obvious deal. Now, other reasons, I don't know. I, I'm very much of a team-oriented guy. That's the way I am. It's the way I've been built. I mean, now, I mean, Matt's kind of laughing. He didn't know I was team-oriented based on the show. It's like I'm a little concerned, uh, but the uh, so that that's so. In other words, it's something that I'm going to have to get used to. I predicted it was going to happen, so let's pretend I didn't predict it was going to happen because I did predict it was going to happen. That you're going to see people not. Um, back out at certain points when when going got rough for them. It's an option. 
And again, you're going to have nobody criticize them because the last thing you can afford to do if you're a coach is criticize somebody for doing it. Why? Well, the reason why is simple. You still need to recruit, and it'll be used against you in recruiting. So, like Fred Hoiberg, we wish him nothing but the best of luck. He has all the support here. and Okay, I got it. And again, I don't know why Teddy Allen opted out. And with Teddy Allen, it's hard to tell only because uh, with him, he has had such a mix in his career, uh, in his life. And a lot of... It hasn't been the easiest life on the planet, okay? And he could be anything. All I know is the guy I watched play on Tuesday night was pretty good. I mean, he had it rolling the other night. I mean, really, I mean, he had 41 points. He had 29 at halftime. His career high this this year had been 26. Well, his career high period had been 26. And he had that. He had twenty nine and a half time. Like, holy cow! And Myron Jones had twenty nine as well. That is uh, that's the story there. They got Minnesota coming in here on uh, on Wednesday night. Minnesota's really struggled down the stretch. I mean, this team, Minnesota's a team that beat Iowa and the the only team that beat Michigan. And they also beat Ohio State. So they beat Iowa in overtime. They're the only team to beat Michigan. They beat Ohio State. Man, they must be in great shape. Nope. They've lost five in a row. Maryland, Indiana, Illinois, Northwestern, Nebraska. They also beat Purdue, too. But they're 13 and 12 right now. And that's something that, I mean, look, we'll see if Liam Robbins played. I know people find this hard to believe because you're talking about 18 to 23 year olds. So I understand if you're not enamored with the statement I'm about to make. But that team was tired on. On Wednesday, on uh, Friday night, tired, and it's nobody's fault as to why they're tired. Nobody, and the reason why it's nobody's fault is because the Big Ten has done a simply fabulous job with all the rescheduling. So Penn State was supposed to play Thursday night with Ohio State. Did all right. Friday was an off day. Saturday, they they did a walkthrough. Then they flew to Cedar Rapids. Played the game at Iowa on Sunday. The game with Nebraska was added in because, based on proximity, Penn State's at Iowa. Nebraska's not that far. Nebraska and Penn State need to make up a game out there. So they set it up. The Big Ten did its job. So Penn State, as soon as the game was over, went bust back up to Cedar Rapids, flew to Lincoln, did a walkthrough on Monday, played the game on Tuesday night, 
flew back and got back at 3 o'clock in the morning. Now, at this point, Penn State has played three games in five days, and they get back at 3 o'clock in the morning. No practice on Wednesday. They did a film and a 45-minute walkthrough on Thursday, and then they played the game on Friday. Meanwhile, Purdue on the other side had the week off, and it's just the way it fell into place. It's nobody's fault that this is how it fell into place. Because the way the schedule was set up is Penn State was supposed to play Sunday at Iowa, and they were supposed to play Purdue on Friday. So basically, Penn State would have most of the week off. But then the Nebraska game got added in, which was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. And Purdue did not have any games to add back in. And since they didn't have any games to add back in, they got the bye week. So they had six days off between games. They played on Saturday at Nebraska, didn't play again until Friday night. Penn State, meanwhile, played Sunday, Tuesday in between. Hey, that happens. It's it's you know, in fact, this is I mean, Purdue's in a great spot. They don't play again until they play Indiana, and that game is not until next Saturday. So I mean, they've they'll have that's going to be a well rested basketball team going to Indianapolis to play the tournament. And Purdue's good. Purdue's good. Jay Nivey is, ooh man, he's something else. Watching him play in person. Man, that is some athlete playing basketball right there. Wow. I'll tell you everything you need to know. Now, his mom, by the way, is the head coach at Notre Dame, women's basketball at Notre Dame. Well, he plays the game like a coach's son. He plays defense like a coach's son. And there was a play where he was driving in, and he got stripped by Jamari Wheeler. Most freshmen... That happens, hang their head, and then they jog back down court. Nope, not him. Hey, he sprinted down the court, and he blocked it off the backboard. Wow. So anybody sitting there saying, how can, it, how can any team be fatigued? It's amazing how there was one team in the NFL that had, a, had the last bye week of the season. These are pros now. And had been struggling going into its bye week. And then after the bye week, didn't lose a game. Do you know which team that was? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks struggled going into their bye week. After the bye week, never lost. So a well-timed bye week can mean a lot to any team. And in this case, it paid off for Purdue. And circumstances just worked against Penn State. Maybe it's not a great matchup for Penn State either, but that's going to happen. You know, and Dick and I talked about it for you know in the pregame, and we try to let people know before the game some things that you ought to be watching for. And we watched, we talked about, okay, Jim Ferry said in the postgame show Tuesday night, and this is when they won. He said, man, I said there are times we played tired out there. He said we played a lot of games in a short period of time because they played Thursday, Sunday, and now it's Tuesday. And he said, we got through this and won. Well, 
we mentioned that, and that's the carryover. The carryover is, you know, because you're not going to get much done, especially when you're getting back at 3 in the morning. And it turned out that it was a bad combination. Four games, eight days, versus one team playing its first game in six. And they played, they look, and they just played, played better. No getting around it. So they got Minnesota on Wednesday. All right. J.J. Uh, Watt signed with the Cardinals. $31 million deal, two years. Looks like Alex Smith's days in Washington are numbered. Alan Bowman, uh, who transferred out of Texas Tech, has transferred to Michigan. Alan Bowman's dad played at Penn State. Kirk Bowman. Stonehands. The only two passes he caught in his career, both touchdowns, both against Nebraska in 1982, including the game winner with four seconds to go. That's Alan Bowman's dad. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. 2021 has begun, and this is the perfect time to make sure you're protecting what matters most. Whether it be you, your family, or your business, we have the experience and knowledge you need to help navigate through the process. Our office remains available to service our new and current clients by phone at 570-286-5855, by email, and by appointment. Purdy Insurance, what can we do for you? Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Part of what we've been doing on the show today is we've tried to take a calmer approach on the show today because um, I was told that under doctor's orders, that's what Matt needed. (laughs) Yes. I'm just concerned for you, that's all. Hope you don't mind. I'm good. Well, I wouldn't brag. (laughs) But, you know, that was the approach I was told that we had to take. We had to, you know, keep you calm. The NIT, by the way, is going to be a 16-team field, as we told you. And they're going to hold it in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They're going to play part of the tournament, the Comerica Center in Frisco, Texas, and part at the UNT Coliseum at the North Texas campus in Denton, Texas. Instead of 32 teams, it'll be 16 And 
since 2017, all the regular season champions who didn't win their conference tournament received an automatic bid to the NIT. Remember how Bucknell had to do that, and they went out to Arizona and beat them? Well, the um, that's been waived this year. They'll, you know, it's going to be 16 at-large teams. There will be no conference champions getting an automatic bid to the NIT. It is 16 at-large teams. In other words, who wants to go? And that's just another step forward. Now, you know spring training as, as fans. Spring training as fans. Yankees had, what, about 2,000 yesterday? That sounds about right. Yeah. Now, if it were, you know, if it were the Washington Nationals, it would have been 50,000. But, I mean, that's it's all right. You know, popular teams show up, you know. So they had 2,000 yesterday. Uh, here in the state of Pennsylvania, the governor today released new guidelines, and outdoor events can now have up to 20% of capacity. Indoor events can have up to 15% of capacity. So, again, up to 20% capacity for outdoor events up to 15% capacity for indoor events. Now, hopefully that number goes higher as time goes. And the reason I bring that up is when it comes to outdoor events, minor league baseball survives on attendance. So for the State College Spikes and the Williamsport Crosscutters, that's what the name of the game is. Now, we've got a little more than two and a half months Let's see here, uh, 31, 61, 24, 81, 85 days. So let's see where everything is in 85 days. Maybe that number is going to be 50%. Maybe that number is going to be 75%. But that is exactly what they need. I mean, they need fans in seats to have even a shot at a reasonable business model. And that's critical. Today was a step forward. And up to 20% outdoors, up to 15% indoors. Which means you will probably see about a little over 8,000 fans at Citizens Bank Park for the Phillies in April. I imagine PNC Park would have similar numbers for the Pirates if they even get to that point. There'll be 8,000 available for the Flyers. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And then the Flyers and Sixers could have fans as as early as next week, apparently. And that'd be right around 3,000. Sixers, 3,000? Yep, and the Flyers, too. Yeah, for Wells Fargo Center. All steps. Steps, steps, steps. So, that is, it's all steps. So one of the students in my class played a piece on the Phillies' bullpen because they had projects due today. 
and he put the Joe Girardi comment in there that with how bad the bullpen was last year. And the comment was, he says, we might as well told them what pitch we were going to throw. We, we may have had better results. <laughs> That's a good job on the student right there. Oh, no, that dude got an A. That dude just, I said, that was really good. <laughs> really good. Great to have you with us on the show today, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Now it's Mark Lawrence, most trusted man in America. That's right. Incorrect. I run the staff meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. You okay there? I'm good. Sounds like you're hitting stuff. You weren't hitting your head in the wall, were you? No, I promise. (laughs) I'm worried about you. Computer's a little slow today. Oh, so you're okay. That's it's made in the old Soviet Union, so you yeah, all it understands is force. I got it. All right. Um, <laughs> Purdy Insurance Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business. Uh, nothing like uh, the good people of Purdy Insurance to find exactly the right insurance at the right price. And they'll work hard to find you the best price. They know that is important. It's all at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory, fabulous pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. All right, uh, so Penn State football has been going through winter workouts. And, of course, there's been staff changes as well. Spring practice, by my knowledge, is scheduled to get into May, May 15th. Pro day is March 25th. And then what they want to do with the blue-white game, they have not announced yet. All right. The uh, also we talked about who's been added on. 
the staff as analysts, so forth. Uh, we talked about the former uh, Jets offensive coordinator coming on board as an analyst. We also talked about uh, Kenny Sanders on in the recruiting area. That was a big one to get Kenny back. Danny O'Brien now is going to be here as an offensive analyst. Former Maryland quarterback recruited by James to Maryland, ACC freshman of the year. Then I, it was, I remember specifically when he wanted to transfer. He was here at a spring practice with Bill O'Brien. And I really thought they had a great shot. And then in the wake of Russell Wilson at Wisconsin, he transferred to Wisconsin. A couple years ago, he came back here, as I said earlier in the show, and I had a chance to have a long talk with him. Just a long talk. You know, because we'd met when when he'd come here before. And he's really serious about the coaching part of it. And so... Great for him. Um, played in the Canadian League with the British Columbia Lions. And this is a way to work your way up the profession. Everybody wants to get in this profession to be, I mean, I don't, but everyone in this profession wants to get to ESPN. They want to be on ESPN and so forth. And. But you just don't come out of college and do it. You just don't. And you have to work your way through. You have to pay your dues. And I think Danny O'Brien, in talking with him, is somebody who is committed to being a really good coach. Now the question is, paying his dues and working his way through in the process. This is an important step in that process to be an offensive analyst here, to get to learn um, you know, get to learn from Mike Yurcich, get to learn from James Franklin, get to learn from Dal Logans. You know, those are all people that, you know, he's going to be able to pick up things from. I was glad to see Danny was brought on board. I like him. Personally, I personally like him. I don't find out what kind of coach he is, but I personally like him, and I personally think he's committed to being a really good coach. And he's an offensive analyst. He's you know, so he gets to cut his teeth, and that's you know, part of what I was talking about. You know, I said that you know, for a lot of people, it's the ultimate job in our profession to be at ESPN or to be Jim Nance, and I completely understand that. Those are especially at the highest level, well-paid jobs great exposure but of course as you know I've never been like that because for me the job of being the play-by-play announcer for Penn State football and Penn State basketball everybody has what they consider to be the job and for me coming through the ranks I always consider that to be the job doesn't mean everybody has to agree with me that's why everybody has a job that fits them For me, that was the job. That was the job I was most passionate about getting. 
I was extremely fortunate I got it. I've applied it to other things. And, of course, when it comes to coaches, I've mentioned this many times when it's come to coaching searches. I don't want, you know, assistants are different, all right? Assistants are different. Because you're an assistant, if you have a chance to be a coordinator someplace, you have a chance to be a head coach, you got to take it. You got to take it. Okay, I got that part. But if you're taking the head coaching job, I think there's going to, there's always going to be a list of people and this obviously is part of what the basketball equation here. But if this isn't foreign territory. I've talked about this before. There're going to be some people that have a very similar list of qualifications. Well, to me, one of the qualifications I want, now they're not going to ask me. I mean, I'm not going to be, I'm not a part of the conversation. But I want somebody to feel like the Penn State job is the job. Because I know how that feels. I know how how it feels where you sit down, uh, you know, when I sit down to prepare any game, I'm all in on preparing for every game because, to me, this is the job. The passion is already built in. And you don't have to be a Penn State graduate, by the way, to think that Penn State is the job. But I don't want anybody to look at it as, okay, I do well here and I'll be able to move someplace else. that's That's not what I'm looking for here in the head coach. I'm looking for somebody who looks at this job and says, you know what? This job is the job. And then just grab the bull by the horns and go from there and do everything you can to make it a great job. You're going to have people with similar qualifications. But in the end, that's something I'd be looking for among similar qualifications. Who is committed to looking at Penn State and saying, okay, you give me a choice of jobs. I want this job. I think it's the job. Now, you don't ask that question. It's the only way you can get anything like that to... um, you don't ask it because you don't want to force the answer out of somebody. Oh, of course they're going to tell you it's the oh, it's because they want the job. But there's a way of, of talking about and asking the right questions where you get that sense of what they really think of your job, of your place, of your community, of your fan base, of your, you know everything. How passionate are you? not just about the career move, but about the university, about the athletic department, about what makes Penn State tick. That's what I'm, that's what I would be looking for if I had an opportunity to question people. Because, look, I want to know when the names come up. I want to know who they are. I already know. There's not going to be anybody there I haven't heard of. I mean, I've done this job for 1.2 billion years. (laughs) 
So it's not going to be anybody that's going to go, hey, who's this guy? <laughs> Never heard of him. Right? Uh, wrong. So I'm going to have a pretty good idea of who's what, where, why. And I also know who, who to call if I needed to to get a better read on somebody. But in, if, in the interview process, that's what I want to know. I want to know... Because in order to do this job, this is a this is not an easy job, Penn State basketball. It is not. We know that. Okay, I've got 39 years of broadcast experience, where I can tell you chapter and verse that it's not an easy job. All right, nobody knows better than I do. That's why I think that's an important component of this. There's going to be a lot of people with similar answers, similar qualifications. That, to me, is one I want to hear. I want to hear that they know what makes this place tick, they, that they, they have a real read on this fan base. They have a real read on the community. They have a real read on, you know, beyond the basics. Like, they're all going to be committed to academics, okay? They're all going to be committed to building the best program possible. I got that. But there's an intangible in there. And I would be listening for the intangible. Because I because I know with me that's an intangible. That one comes from personal experience. And remember what I said earlier? We were talking about Jawan Howard a couple of weeks ago. All right, and I had to explain to the Sudies one of the Fab Five, but that's a different story. <laughs> right? What are you talking about? There's only four of them. It's Paul, Ringo. No, no. Wrong oh boy. Wrong, wrong fab group. I mean, it, it was it was one of those sadder conversations that when you were done, like, oh, my goodness. He leads? All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I was talking about Jawan Howard being a Michigan guy, for example. Just This is just an example. Jawan Howard does not sell recruits on Michigan basketball. Juwan Howard shares his thoughts on what makes Michigan basketball special. Because he was part of it. I don't have to sell people on Penn State. I share with them what I think of Penn State. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be a Penn Stater to have the job. Last time I checked... Somebody here won 409 football games and was a Brown graduate. Okay? So you don't have to be. I mean, Russ Rose is not a Penn State graduate. Cale Sanderson is not a Penn State graduate. Joe Paterno was not a Penn State graduate. But they all understood what made this place tick. All of them. And Joe was an assistant coach for 16 years. So that's why he knew what made the whole thing tick and how people thought and what the heartbeat of the place happened to be. All right? You know, I could tell right away James Franklin knew what the heartbeat of the place happened to be. That's that's important. And that's you know, part of that heartbeat is a guy like Cale Sanderson. Part of that heartbeat is a guy like Russ Rose. or Now, somebody that is a graduate is Char Moret. Sharmara Curtis. You don't have to be a graduate of here to feel that way. You don't have to be a graduate of here to think that this 
that this job is the job. But I want that feeling, that intangible, to come out to me. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. So did you like my little Fab Five joke? You like that? Oh, it was good. George, John, Paul, Ringo. No, no. Wrong group. It's oh. a violation. That's that's our guy. <laughs> I mean, did you uh um did you guys have a staff meeting today? We did, yes. How was it? Riveting, as usual. See? I, I told you it would be, and you see, you don't believe me when that happens. <laughs> yeah? I, I, I try to... Yeah? It's okay. He knows how I feel about him anyway. About him personally, or no? About the meetings. Oh, it's brutal. In fact, everybody that's on the meetings knows how I feel about the meetings. You're brutal. <laughs> You're brutal. Brutal. Oh God. No. Now, fortunately, Lawrence is there, and it's you know. Yes. He actually runs our meetings, and then Kevin takes over after that. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, you know. What was today's primary topic, by the way? <laughs> oh, oh, this is really rich. <laughs> No, it was it was different things. Uh, we started the Phillies today on Eagles, so we're making sure that was all good to go. Um, promotion stuff coming up. Nothing, anything out of yeah. the ordinary. <laughs> That's frightening. <laughs> <laughs> the man pours his heart and soul. <laughs> spends the entire weekend preparing for this moment and when he gets there when we get there no one in the room remembers what he talked about <laughs> it's like listening to the fourth quarter of a Shikolami basketball game I don't remember what he said in the first half <laughs> I don't know what he said in the first half I said something right well tomorrow hopefully should be a good fourth quarter Central Mountain? Yes. Seating on the line. I thought you told me Shikolami was a one seed. Correct, but I but Central Mountain, I believe, still has a shot. Well, how many wins do they have? I can't tell you the top of my head, but it's not it's not a great record. Three? No, nah, I know they definitely have more than that.
because power rankings have a lot to do with it as well. So it kind of <laughs> depends on who they played. So I think that is part of the reason why Schick is up there. Power rankings? Yes. But they play Duke? <laughs> well. <laughs> what do they do? I mean, who have they played that it like increases their power ranking? If they're 5A, then they have to play somebody 6A, right? Well, not necessarily that. Like, if you play, if, if they played, I have to go back through the schedule, but if they play so many 4A schools and the, other, and the other schools didn't play, played more like 2A or 3A, then that would get more points to Schick. That's kind of how that works. You don't necessarily have to play the class above you. That's what I like about what I do. <laughs> I, you sit there and go, "Hey, wow, we're nine and two. <laughs> and they don't look look at you and say, "Who'd you play?" <laughs> you got a record. Like, for example, you're the Eagles. As Bill Parcells says, the, your record says exactly who you are. That's right. And what you are is disappointed. You are also correct. No offense, I've never been a big believer in that saying, by the way. Because I always think that sometimes there are circumstances involved as to why your record is what it is. What you thought you had, suddenly you don't have because something happened. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle with a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years.